Well, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. Today, our passage that we'll be walking through together on this beautiful Christmas morning is Psalm 148. Hear now God's word to us. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all his hosts. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you shining stars. Praise him, you highest heavens and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. And he established them forever and ever. He gave a decree and it shall not pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures and all deeps. Fire and hail, snow and mist, stormy wind fulfilling his word. Mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, beasts and all livestock, creeping things and flying birds, kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers of the earth, young men and maidens together, old men and children. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. His majesty is above earth and heaven. He has raised up a horn for his people. Praise for all his saints. For the people of Israel who are near to him, praise the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Let's pray together. God, we come with a greater recognition this morning that you came first to us. Emmanuel. We come with a sense of merriment when we say Merry Christmas, not because everything, quote unquote, is right in our lives, not because we're trying to smack on a smile, but because in the midst of even brokenness or great joy, the greatest of joys that we can always hold dear to the depths of our heart is that you came for us. And so when we gather together, if just but for a short time today, we give you praise. We say thank you that you've guided us on how to respond. You are indeed good, and we love you, God. It is in Jesus' name we pray, and all God's people said, amen, amen. Well, I think, you know, especially this time of year, we all know the difficulty of finding the right gift for that someone, right? Um, and, you know, here's the deal, right? I think maybe some of you already have your favorite thing that you've received for Christmas. One of my favorite gifts is showing up and seeing Charlie in a Santa costume. Um, I was told 15 minutes today. <laughs> I have not been asleep yet. <laughs> Charlie had a lot of errands last night. Um, but it's a, it's a true gift to be together with you uh, today. And, 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 you know, there is kind of this dynamic. I think there's someone in every one of our lives we know that, like, what do you get the person who has everything, right? And then when we come to God, what do you get God for Christmas? Like, what, what would God want for Christmas? Isn't that a fascinating question to kind of ponder? Like, what do you get the one who literally has everything? It's not even a play on words. It's just reality. And when you come to Psalm 148, in many ways, this is God's wish list. This is what he longs for from you and from me. It's over and over and over again. Praise, 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 praise. I mean, you can't miss it. What God wants from you 
and for me is praise. And today, when we just quickly walk through this brilliant psalm, as we have been over Advent, looking at the poetry of old that have pointed us to the promised king, today we're going to see three reasons why God wants our praise. Three reasons why we've come together on a day like today to give him our praise. So if you haven't already, turn with me in your Bibles to Psalm 148, Psalm 148. And you know, here's the deal, friends. We're a little more intimate today, which is wonderful. We always say we are a caring family today. It feels like it, okay? And if you're here, it's clear. You're part of this thing, okay? So um, here's what I want to do. I want to just begin. What is the first word? How does this psalm begin? What's the very first word that jumps off? Charlie, way to go. Okay, great. Praise. Right when we look here at the beginning of this psalm, we see a command. In the Hebrew, it's hallelujah, which means praise God. It's right there. It starts the psalm and it ends the psalm. And it's so fascinating that we see that God commands our praise. Why? Because we are designed to give praise. You and I, we are designed, we are made to give praise. When God knit you together in your mother's womb, a part of the way that we are to show up in his world is to give him praise. You know, everyone, or at least most everyone, in some way, shape, or form celebrates Christmas, unless there is a different um, worldview, like they engage in a different religion, or are vehemently opposed, like they're just angrily against Christmas. Most people exchange gifts with the tone and the tenor of Christmas. But for us, as followers of Jesus, those who hold fast to the Christ, we are commanded. What sets us apart is that we obey this command to praise him. When we come together, it is not exclusively to get gifts for ourselves, but it is instead to return back to God, the gift he's given us with our very breath, and to give him our praise, to honor him for who he is and what he's done in the world. You know, it's fascinating when you go through this little psalm and you see all of these physical attributes praising God. That, you know, praise him, sun and moon and stars and sky. There's, and, and, and you've got to wonder, how are they praising God? When all of these physical attributes are praising God, what they're doing is they're leaning into what they've been designed to do, right? When fire is hot, it's praising God. When water is wet, it is praising God. When, 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 when creation leans into what has been designed to do, it is praising God. And so when we come to this psalm and we think about Christmas morning, We can understand that all of life, when we lean into our design, who we have been made to be, we are actually praising God. But on top of that, the way that this particular psalm leans is it begins to focus in on our voices, right? What we say, what we sing about God, and how that is praise. How you take the very breath you breathe into your lungs And then your lungs squeeze it back out, back up, and it vibrates your vocal cords. It engages your jaw, your tongue, all of your embodied being to give affirmation with ideas and proclamation to who he is and who God has done and what he has done and how he shows up for you and for me. 
We are made to give praise. And yes, this is a command. Isn't it fascinating that it's a command? Here's what's so important to remember. Whenever you come across a command in, in Scripture, whenever God commands us to do something, it is always a, rec a request to re-engage who we've been designed to be. A command is not something in opposition to design. A command is an invitation to lean into your design. For example, this is rudimentary. You know, this is from like eighth grade for computer programming, like the one class I took on it. But as a computer programmer, and some of you, if you are a programmer, I apologize if I botched this. But I remember designing a computer program. I designed it a certain way. And when I put in the command, if I designed it right, the command brought about what it was designed to do. Do you see what I'm saying? Such that when God commands us to do something in line with our design, it is bringing out the life he has placed within us. He is the extraordinary programmer, the extraordinary designer. We are made to give praise such that when he calls us to do so and so commands us to do that, he is calling the very life he has placed within us to be coming and bubbling and boiling out. Commands are in their very nature an invitation to life. So not only are we made to give praise, though, here's what's also really beautiful. We don't give praise alone. You and I, <laughs> look at this. The, I don't know. Let me ask this question. This is Christmas, okay? And I don't know if you've ever done this before. I've done this plenty of times where you go in on a group gift, right? It's like, oh, we're going to get something for this one person, but man, it's way outside of my budget. <laughs> and so what you do is you bring together a group of friends, if it's a gift for a friend, or oftentimes, at least this is what I've seen, kids come together to get something for their parents, right? And you all chip in a little bit of money to give them something grand. It's way bigger than anything you could afford on your own. And, and stay with me, because when we see this in this psalm, what's so wonderful, the invitation and the command to praise, it's the invitation to all of creation. The command is given to the sun. The command is given to the stars. The command is given to the moon. It's given to the hills. It's given to the mountains. It's given to the trees. All of these commands are including all of creation. And you and I are actually invited to join in to a broader chorus that's giving God the praise he's due, the praise we were designed to give. Whenever we step together and we praise, we do not praise alone. And I think this is more than just poetic license here in this psalm. This is more than figurative language ratcheted up. I mean, if you re may remember when Jesus comes in on the donkey and, and, and the Pharisees and the religious leaders say, you need to quiet these people down. And what does he say? If they don't shout out the very rocks, right? They're going to shout out. And I don't think that's mere poetic language. Everything is designed and gives off a sound. Interestingly enough, we know this now that every star and every planet gives off a, a, a hum that is actually imperceptible to our ears. With technological advancement, we're able to pick up the unique hum that every star, every planet puts out into the universe. There are sounds hidden from us that are emanating out that God himself can hear. 
When we go to the depths of the ocean floor, there are some really bizarre creatures there, right? That we are just beginning to explore, but they've been down there for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Beyond our sight, beyond our ability to see, who are they for? Hidden. Are they for you? Are they for me? Are they for someone else who's watching them dance to a glorious orchestra that he designed them to perform for himself? All of creation joining in in this astounding performance as if we could, if we could, you could hear all of creation like an orchestra warming up to this praise that would be emanating throughout that we are invited to join. I like the way that Buchner writes in Wishful Thinking, we learn to praise God not by paying compliments, but by paying attention. Watch how the trees exalt when the wind is in them. Mark the utter stillness of the great blue heron in the swamp. Listen to the sound of the rain. Learn how to say hallelujah from the ones who say it right. All of creation is already praising God. They are obeying the command to, to lean into their design. We are invited to join into this multivalent chorus and to add our voices to make it that much more rich. It's already happening. We just get the opportunity to join. And this is what's so astounding is not only were we made to give praise and we don't praise alone, but we are invited and we will give praise forever. We're gonna give praise forever. Now, this is not, once again, some idea where you're up in the clouds plucking a harp and this is what eternity looks like because some of you are like, blah, right? That's not what that means. Will there be singing? Oh, definitely. Will there be glory that we can't contain within ourselves? Like when the Chiefs score a winning touchdown and we just erupt with joy? Yes. Will that be true? Of course. But is that all of eternity? No, because of what we see here. It's we will be leaning fully and finally into the richness of our design before our creator, together. And that hum will reverberate and will shake the very depths of our souls with joy. That's what we get to be a part of. You know, it's interesting that this psalm, it ends with praise. And out of all the ways that God is excited for the praise of his creation toward him, what he enjoys most is the praise of his people. Do you see where it ends with the praise of his people, those who are near him? And you know what's absolutely unbelievable? Is that there's, really when you, when you skim across this psalm, there's no hint of evil. There's no mention of oppression. No note of opposition. Not because it doesn't exist, but rather because when we look in the grandiose movement of time and history, evil and oppression and brokenness will feel like a distant memory and praise will be forever. Praise is our destiny. Praise is the end. And it will be so glorious that even evil and sin, the most temporary nature about us right now of our experience of life is sin and brokenness and pain. That will be such a distant memory that praise will overshadow it to such a degree that it will feel infinitesimally small in the backgrounds of our minds. That's why he doesn't mention it here at the end of the Psalter when he comes to this grand conclusion with only two Psalms left. Praise, praise, praise. 
It starts, it ends, such that even when you go to Revelation 19, verse 6, this is what we read. We read, a great multitude like the roar of many waters and like the sound of mighty peals of thunder crying out, hallelujah. There's that word again. It's what begins this psalm. It's what ends this psalm. We are designed, we are made to praise, and we do not praise alone. And we will praise the one worthy of praise forever. So why not join him now? Why not join in the chorus? And that's really the invitation and a short journey through a really beautiful psalm or poem or song on this Christmas morning. This is an invitation for you and for me to give the gift of praise. To give the gift of praise. That's our invitation. That's what we're called to do. You and me. To the one who has literally everything, he commands you and I to lean into our design and to give him what he's due. Our praise. And so know a deeper joy when we lean into our design. And sure, it sounds like there's, you know, in many ways, when you wake up in the morning and our pain feels more real, our sadness seems louder than praise, we are invited into the hidden song an orchestral piece that is resounding even now that we can hear by faith and we can see in the broader world that he's created in nature as it moves and leans into its design, we are invited to know that praise is indeed growing and that in the end, praise will win. And so this morning on Christmas day, we gather together to praise. We gather together as it ought to be. I mean, the very term, Christmas is Christ Mass. We gather together in a group to offer our sacrifice of praise to the Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One, the Chosen One from before the foundation of the world for you and for me. This is what Christmas is about. May we indeed give Him the gift of praise and so see a flicker of hope fan into praise and roar into eternity. And so with that in mind, let's pray together as we turn to communion. Dear God, we thank you that you've designed us for praise. This isn't just an empty invitation or command that chafes against who we were made to be, but instead it's an invitation to lean into who we've been designed to be, to give you praise, to join others, to even join other creation in praise of you, as we recognize that this will be our destiny, our eternity, as our hearts grow in the warmth and the understanding of what we have been called to, what we have been made for. Because in that praise, our intimacy grows. In that praise, the recognition of who you are gives us a deeper worthwhile understanding of who we are made in your image that you would endow us with that extraordinary sanctity that we come and we give back what you've given to us and then in that return your generosity continues to pour and it becomes a mutual growing into eternity abundance of joy may that be our story today whatever we bring this morning may we give back to you in praise even if, God, we sing that praise in faith despite our feelings this morning. 
May our feelings catch up with your commands. May our hearts better align with your purposes. Knowing that you'll walk with us every step of the way. We love you. Thanks for loving us first and inviting us into the goodness of your joy. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.